Chapter One of the Indian Fairy Book by H. R. Schoolcraft. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Boy Who Set a Snare for the Sun. The boy came home unsuccessful. Then his sister told him that he must not despair but try again the next day. She accordingly left him again at the gathering place of the wood and returned to the lodge. Toward nightfall she heard his little footsteps crackling through the snow, and he hurried in and threw down, with an air of triumph, one of the birds which he had killed. My sister, said he, I wish you to skin it and stretch the skin, and when I have killed more, I will have a coat made out of the skins. But what shall we do with the body, said she, for they had always lived up to that time upon greens and berries. Cut it in two, he answered, and season our pottage with one half of it at a time. It was their first dish of game, and they relished it greatly. The boy kept on in his efforts, and in the course of time he killed ten birds out of the skins of which his sister made him a little coat. Being very small, he had a very pretty coat and a bird skin to spare. Sister, said he one day, as he paraded up and down before the lodge, enjoying his new coat and fancying himself the greatest little fellow in the world, as he was, for there was no other besides him, my sister, are we really alone in the world, or are we playing at it? Is there nobody else living? And tell me, was all this great broad earth and this huge big sky made for a little boy and girl like you and me? Oh, no, answered the sister. There are many others, but not harmless as you and I are. They live in a certain other quarter of the earth, and if we would not endanger our lives, we must keep away from there. They have killed off all our kinsfolk, and will kill us too if we go near where they are. To this the boy was silent, but his sister's words only served to inflame his curiosity the more and soon after he took his bow and arrows and went in the forbidden direction. After walking a long time and meeting no one, he became tired and stretched himself upon a high green knoll where the day's warmth had melted off the snow. It was a charming place to lie, and he soon fell asleep. While he slept, the sun beat upon him. It not only singed his bird-skid coat, 
but so shriveled and shrunk and tightened it on the little boy's body as to wake him up and when he felt how the sun had seared the coat he was so proud of and saw the mischief its fiery beams had played he flew into a great passion he vowed fearful things and berated the sun in a terrible way for a little boy no higher than a man's knee do not think you are too high he said i shall revenge myself o sun i will have you for a plaything yet on coming home he gave an account of his misfortune to his sister and bitterly bewailed the spoiling of his new coat he would not eat not so much as a single berry he lay down as one that fasts nor did he move or change his manner of lying for ten full days though his sister strove to prevail on him to rise at the end of ten days he turned over and then he lay full ten days on the other side when he got up he was very pale but very resolute he bade his sister make a snare for said he i mean to catch the sun i have nothing strong to make a snare of objected the sister but on his insisting she brought forward a deer's sinew which their father had left and soon made it into a string suitable for a noose but the brother was not pleased with it he told her that it would not do and directed her to find something else she said she had nothing nothing at all but at last she thought of the bird-skin that was left over when the coat was made and she wrought this into a string and now the little boy was more vexed than before the son has had enough of my bird-skins he said find something else she went out of the lodge saying to herself was there ever so obstinate a boy she did not dare to answer this time that she had nothing then luckily she thought of her own beautiful hair and pulling some of it from among her locks she quickly braided it into a cord and returning handed it to her brother the moment his eyes fell upon the jet-black braid he was delighted this will do he said and he immediately began to run it back and forth through his hands as swiftly as he could and as he drew it forth he tried its strength he said again this will do and winding it into a glossy coil about his shoulders he set out a little after midnight his object was to catch the sun before it rose he fixed his snares firmly on a spot just where the sun must strike the land as it rose above the earth and sure enough he caught the sun so that it was held fast in the cord and did not rise the animals who ruled the earth were immediately put into great commotion they had no light and they ran to and fro calling out to one another and inquiring what had happened they summoned a council to debate upon the matter 
and an old dormouse suspecting where the trouble lay proposed that someone should be appointed to go and cut the cord this was a bold thing to undertake as the rays of the sun could not fail to burn whoever would venture so near to them at last the venerable dormouse himself undertook it for the very good reason that no one else would but all were glad to accept his offer so he hastened to the spot where the sun lay ensnared now at this time the dormouse was the largest animal in the world when he stood up he looked like a mountain and when he walked the earth trembled his courage was great in proportion but as he came nearer and nearer to the sun his back began to smoke and burn with the heat and soon the whole top of his huge bulk was turned to enormous heaps of ashes he succeeded however in cutting the cord with his teeth and the sun free as round as beautiful as ever rolled up again into the wide blue sky but the dormouse or blind woman as it is called rushed shrunk away to a very small size and that is the reason why it is now one of the tiniest creatures upon the earth the little boy returned home when he discovered that the son had escaped his snare and devoted himself entirely to hunting if the beautiful hair my sister would not hold the son fast nothing in the world could he said i was not born a little fellow like myself to look after the son it requires one greater and wiser than i to regulate that so he went out and shot ten more snowbirds for in this business he was very expert and he had a new birdskin coat made which was prettier than the one he had worn before end of chapter one